Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, good to be with you into the 7 o'clock hour. Payne and Pendergast, Sports Radio 610. So we're, we're at spring training next week. Brought to you by Shoppa's John Deere. Seth's new favorite place to shop. Um, and uh, and the combine is going to be going on at the same time, like in tandem with, uh, yeah. with this. Towards the back end of the week, you know, the front end of the week is a lot of press conferences and interviews. Um, if you're looking to kind of uh, circle some dates here, uh, Nick Casario meets with the media at 1045 on Tuesday. D'Amico Ryans, his first combine as a head coach in the NFL, he meets with the media at noon. On Wednesday, it's usually like a 15-minute press conference. Um, of those two, I'm probably more looking forward to D'Amico's than to Nick's. No disrespect to to Nick, but we've we've seen him do GM press conferences before. Although, uh, we've seen Nick so far be a lot looser now that they've hired a coach that is likely going to stick for a while. Seems to be in a good mood. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. He feels like, okay, we're an actual football organization now. That's a good one. Okay, you're yeah. right. You're right. This will be Nick's first... Press conference to the to the the national media in that setting, where, where, to, where it, feels, yeah, it feels like a real organization kind of thing. He's not answering to a Deshaun Watson scenario. It's true too. Uh, yeah. Firing David Culley after one year scenario, whatever it might be, it's going to be a lot more of just like actual football stuff. Looking forward instead of looking back, or yeah. looking within at the dysfunction. Yeah. Do you good. feel partly responsible for the Ravens being in the fix they're in? Because, because Lamar Jackson wants more money than Deshaun Watson. Hey, look, Watson if you got. want to play six degrees of uh, Deshaun Watson, the Texans are partially responsible for the six. Lamar Jackson impasse right now. Six would be a vast overspend. It would. It would. For, uh, on that, yeah. Two? <laughs> um, we'll get to that. Um, so, the, the combine. So, Casario Tuesday, D'Amico Wednesday. I would imagine we're carrying both of those during In the Loop on Sports Radio 610, I would, I would think. The drills begin. Thursday through Sunday. I've never been a huge watch the drills guy for the combine, yeah. Seth, and yet this year I may do a little bit of that just because this is this is the first combine that I can remember where the Texans have been hardcore, no question, got to draft a quarterback, and they're near the top of the draft to do so. I think there were a lot of people when they drafted Deshaun in 2017, there was quarterback angst, no doubt about it. They had just traded Brock Osweiler, but at that point – Tony Romo was still a potential solution. Um, the the Texans were picking 25th, not second. They yeah. had to trade up to get Deshaun. So yeah. I think people like Deshaun. There was talk of Deshaun and talk of Mahomes uh, as a possibility for the Texans. But this is, this is, okay, when is Bryce Young 
getting measured again? When's when he, is uh, when's yeah. he throwing? Is he, all those things. If he weighs in at like two hundred five, does he actually have a does he have a water bloated belly as he does it? <laughs> right. You know, yeah. is it, does it look like he's been eating? Are his eyes all puffy from eating pizza for three days to get up to that weight? So there's that part of it, just his height and weight, and I think. I, enough people have kind of reported that they expect him to be five ten and a half. That I'll be surprised if he's not. I felt like with Kyler Murray there was more intrigue because Kyler Murray there are all kinds of people floating it out that he was going to be five eight or something. Yeah. So it, I mean, yeah. if I remember properly, it felt like a little bit of a surprise that he came in at five eleven or whatever he was. Yeah. So, um, um, so yeah, there's a that's a big one. I think. Yeah. It, I th- I think that's the thing. Like, I'm making my list here. The first thing I put, and I wrote a piece for the Houston Press today about this very thing. The first thing I list was how much does Bryce Young weigh? I'm, it's, and it's more the weight than the height. As you've pointed out, the height makes it hard for you to throw over the offense or to throw over the, you know, the linemen. The weight makes it a possibility you could get pulverized in the first week of the season. You know, right, the, right. The, the weight yeah. is the much bigger safety there, issue. There's just no way. And now, it, like, Bryce Young wouldn't be the first quarterback that would have to adjust his style of play. But there's just no way he can sit there and take the same kind of hits that no. big dudes do. Yep. But those, like, I mean, because, you know, the part about that, though, is that ultimately a lot of the times that comes back to haunt those guys. Andrew yeah. Luck is the extreme example where, yeah, he sat back there and he was able to take – a whole lot of hits for a while. Till he couldn't. You know? yeah. yeah, so that that durability is, is, is way overstated sometimes. But, he, I mean, he would just have to he would have to be careful. And, and that's what makes me nervous a little bit is when he separated his shoulder, that was a very avoidable injury. He, he separated his shoulder because he was trying to throw it as he was going down. Yeah. Where, you know, sometimes, sometimes discretion is the better part of valor. Yeah. You know, just go ahead and – Go ahead and take your judo roll like Tua Tungavailoa is learning to do. I got a uh, – yeah, that's it. And Tua is doing that. That's not he's a joke. Judo, he's he's yeah. taking judo so he can learn how to fall. Um, I got a few others here that I'm looking forward to. C.J. Stroud's press conference. I don't care about the drills. I, I would be surprised if Stroud and Young both threw at the combine. They're the top yeah. two quarterbacks. They'll probably wait till it's their pro day and it's a more comfortable setting. But they'll go through something. You know, they'll do the press conference – They'll do the height and weight. They'll do the measurements and the interviews, obviously, and things like that. As you've pointed out, Seth, there's just not that sizzle that comes with C.J. Stroud's personality that there is with Bryce Young. So I will be anxious to see. And this is where Landry Locker's opinion will weigh in, too, the the self-proclaimed podium critic. I'll be anxious to hear what Landry's grade is for C.J. Stroud's podium. Honestly, with C.J. Stroud, I feel like his agent, David Mulligetta, and his quarterbacks coach, Quincy Avery, sound familiar, anybody? Is I, I feel like they just need to work with him a little bit on his body language because there's it's it's not it's not his lack of charisma or anything. There's there's okay quarterbacks out there with no charisma. Uh, who's the who's the most notable no charisma quarterback? Kirk Cousins, maybe, except for when he's screaming or whatever. Kirk Cousins, yeah, yeah. Let me think on that one. You keep talking. Um, lack of charisma, but but I. He comes off like he's frightened, I, and it bothers me. I don't like being that guy. I hate that we have a promo playing where I talk about how he looks like a frightened kid, a lost kid at the I mall. I love that promo. When he's up, when he's up we taking have a pro- answers. We have a promo of you saying that, and we have another promo of you basically calling Harden a hussy, more or less. <laughs> <laughs> or the Rockets if they let Harden back in the door. You know what he looks like? He looks like how uh, Josh McCown describes uh, the guy that, 
doesn't realize how he's ended up on the internet watching porn. <laughs> yeah, he does a little bit. He, he looks a little bit like confused. Like, how did I? What yeah. Is, what is I it? Just, uh, Who some am man, I? <laughs> some, some man told me to come to his house and just and he gave me a bus ticket and here I am. What's going on? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He said that I could get on the, in the movie pictures if I, yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden he's Dirk Diggler, mm-hmm. you know? Um, he's Dirk Diggler sitting in a booth yeah. while... Well, Burt Reynolds basically just sets out his life for him. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Can I? Uh, can you uh, strip down for me here? Yeah, exactly. He's like a likable naive, right? You know, like Dirk Diggler. Dirk Diggler was a weird movie character because you're like, you're like this guy. This guy's gonna be like a, a cocky jerk, no pun intended. And like, no, he's like super nice and innocent. And until until he became a cocky jerk, he did it once. Well, Spoiler the drugs alert. more than anything. yeah, that's true. He never lost who he was. That's he was true. Just, he had to find was, it again. Yeah, he was yeah. on the crank, man. Yeah, that's true. That'll do things to you um have you allowed yourself to go to a place where the scenario of bryce young going one happens and the texans sit there in two and take the charismat uh, charisma deprived cj stroud uh yeah yeah you- um it, like i think it's a distinct possibility i do wonder i i hate that i have to consider this too there's so many things that cj stroud that i'm uh i'm basically I'm forsaking all my, my moral code for a lot of this. I'm talking about body language at the podium, uh, but I'm also talking about uh, the fact that Mulligetta is his agent. I don't want to talk about it, and I don't, I'm skeptical that the Texans would be down on a guy because of his agent. Um, I don't think the Texans necessarily have anything personal against David Mulligetta, but I think when you're looking at drafting a quarterback who just you know, whose agent is a guy who just recently forced that quarterback's way out of Houston, or tried to, and then the quarterback just pretty much sealed the deal with the allegations against him. Um, like, is that that's got to be a consideration on some level? Yeah, it's got to be like, okay, what are we, what are we going to need to do to make this work? It, like, it gives you at least a little bit of pause. And if you were to ask me, and I'm I'm saying this, having had the only conversation that I've had about Mulligetta having to do with anything with the Texans is when you and I asked. Nick Casario about it on this show. This is just my watching from outside in. I would imagine the concern about Mulligetta being Stroud's agent if they were to be in position to draft C.J. Stroud. You know, if they were put in a position where Young is take, Bryce Young's taken and they are hell-bent on coming away with a quarterback with that number two pick, it could be Will Levis, but if it's C.J. Stroud, I almost think the concern, Seth, is like a, shaped like a mushroom cloud to yeah. where I think there'd be very little concern with D'Amico Ryans. I think D'Amico looks at it and says, I can get along with anybody. I think there'd be moderate concern with Nick Casario, despite what he said, just because he's the one that's dealing with Mulligetta more than D'Amico is. And I think there, there's a potential for major concern at an ownership level because I think that's where the pain of the Deshaun Watson situation was really felt most acutely was at the levels above the GM, at the ownership levels with the Texans. So I, I, that's, that's just my... Right. My view of it outside looking in as to how yeah. that could go. Yeah, so... Um, I have no idea how that means... I, I have no idea what that means to drafting C.J. Stroud. You know, because they, they, the McNairs may... I think the McNairs are going to tell Nick to go do what he thinks is best for the team. Yeah, things may have changed since then. And um, it's just... it's it's I, I can't ignore it. I want to... I, I believe that it shouldn't be a huge issue or a barrier, and yet that was such a unique situation that obviously uh, it very well might be. Here is the next thing that I think you need to root for if you're a Texans fan at the Combine this coming week, especially if you're a a Texan fan who wants Bryce Young with the number two pick without having to trade up to get the number one pick in the draft. Um, You need one of Jalen Carter, 
or Will Anderson to completely blow everybody away. Just one, not yeah. both. Yeah. Just yeah. one. Because if both do, they'll be more comfortable trading down and taking whichever one is still there. The yeah. Bears, I'm talking about. Um, if one shows out super, Jalen Carter goes and he, oh, I, I can't believe a man that size can run that fast. I can't believe he's got that kind of twitch doing these cone drills. Holy crap, look how many times he bench pressed 225 pounds. You need one of those two guys, just one, to show out to where the Bears feel like this guy is must have. Like, I don't want to fart around picking up two seconds and a fourth to move back three spots. Yeah. We have to have this guy can be Aaron Donald and transform our defense for us. And at the very least, too, then, yeah, they either stay pat, stay there and, uh, and draft or they give a – they try to play a good game of bluffing. Like, they don't care, but they trade with the Texans instead of the Colts. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Right, right. right. They don't yeah. want to move too far back. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So the Texans don't end up having to <laughs> – they don't have to go and Dude. pay a bunch of money to take – Take it, pay a bunch of pigs to take back what was rightfully theirs, except for the damn Colts defense. That guy could just catch a football. The guy could have just gotten a finger on the football. Like it literally, defensive back. It went you know? through his hand. It swished. It went yeah. through his hands and didn't even touch his hands. Um, the other thing, last thing to watch at the Combine, is there's a, there is a group of about eight or ten prospects that fall somewhere between 10 and 17 in, in most of the mock drafts. Um, I'm looking at the consensus mock draft, the mock database right now. You know, Devon Witherspoon is the 10th pick. Uh, Paris Johnson, the offensive lineman. Witherspoon's a cornerback out of Illinois. Uh, Paris Johnson, offensive line, Ohio State. The consensus mock draft has the Texans taking Quentin Johnson, the wide receiver out of TCU. There's a handful more names that all seem to fall in that range. Those are specific names that I'll be watching at the Combine to see how they do. You know, about yeah. six or eight names because chances are the Texans wind up with one of those guys with the 12th overall pick. I saw a lot of Quentin Johnston slander uh, on social media early this morning when I was going around. Somebody had sent me uh, Steve Smith talking about Quentin Johnston. What he say? And, and actually, I'll grab that audio. We can play that a little bit later. So okay. the wide receiver out of TCU, who's uh, kind of a, a physical, I don't want to say a physical freak necessarily, but he's impressive physically. Uh, his biggest concerns with Johnston were that he's – he he kind of catches with his body. He's not like a you know reach out. He's and he, which would still not be as big a concern except he's got drops too. So there's questions about if you're going to be a receiver, they like you to actually catch the ball. Whatever. It's so picky. I know. Um, but then just an inconsistency, which I, I had read about too. Is it? And this is where. It's deceptive when you watch the highlight reels because all you see is the awesome run after the catch. Yeah. But his physicality doesn't always show up. So and, and, and he doesn't play necessarily as fast as you might think, given what his top end speed is. Like if you look at like the top, you know, he ran 20 however miles per hour on several plays last year, and yet it doesn't look like he gets great separation all over the place. So that's where, that's where the projection part comes in, and you're looking at upside there that with – with route running coaching and playing in a, a disciplined scheme that perhaps that makes a difference, but it's a projection. If you, um, if you give C.J. Stroud credit for, like, extra credit for how he played against Georgia in the semifinal yeah. game, which yeah. a lot of people do, uh, do you not have to similarly downgrade Quentin Johnston for only having one catch in the national championship game? Yeah, and, and versus, like, really, really good cornerbacks, yeah. like, production – 
uh, drops. I mean, I get I it. The whole team going to it, anyway. They lost yeah. sixty-five to seven. The whole team stunk that night. Yeah, but can you get open for more than I, one catch for three yards? But, but that's where it's so hard too. I mean, just there's just so many other factors, especially in trying to translate it from college ball to the NFL. And that's where like guys like DK Metcalf, um, DK Metcalf, I think was setting up to be the cautionary tale of like, yeah, you see, this is why physical freak shows don't work out in the NFL. And then you realize like, oh, you're like, but okay, if he's such a physical freak show, how come he didn't produce on a grander scale in yeah, college? Yeah, And exactly. then a lot of it is just because that's the situation he was in. Yep. Um, yeah, so we'll see with Quentin Johnson. I guess the one line of thinking that I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little on when it comes to drafting Johnston, or I've seen this with the Addison mock drafts too, is you draft a quarterback with a second pick, you got to go get him a weapon with the twelfth pick. Like, okay, yeah. well, there's a lot of ways to go get guys weapons, and the 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 comparison that always bothers me is the Burrow and Jamar Chase thing, because one, Jamar Chase was taken a year later; he wasn't taken in the same draft as Joe Burrow, and two, <laughs> okay. Go get you a Jamar Chase. Well, yeah, if I know this guy's going to beat Jamar Chase, then yeah, I'll take him with the twelfth overall pick. Like these, they make it sound like it's just plug and play. Like, well, yeah, look, yeah. this guy, you know, yeah, Burrow. They drafted Burrow, and then the right thing to do was to go get him one of the three best wide receivers in football. You know, well, yeah, duh. If you knew, if I knew Quentin Johnson was going to be that, then yeah, I'd stand on the table for him. But uh, the further down you go, the more variance there is with this stuff. Sean, you know, as I. As I, I learned this from Lance McCullers was to hate Keith Law and his rankings. Yeah. I don't know if McCullers actually hates Keith Law, but he would like kind of battle with him publicly yeah. at times. I just wanted to fact check myself from the last segment. Yeah. Guess how many top 100 prospects the Astros had going into last season? Zero. I'm going to say zero. Zero. Yeah, yeah zero. Yeah. Yep. Jeremy Pena garnered conversation. Oh, that's just good. on the MLB.com one. I don't know about the. I don't know about Keith Laws. I didn't. It's look nice that the ALCS and World Series MVP was able to get honorable mention on the top. 100 minor league prospects going into last yeah. year. They didn't mention uh, Hunter Brown at all either. Yeah. No, they, I mean, yeah, I mean Hunter Brown's kind of risen up, but not off the grid. But he wasn't. He wasn't Forrest Whitley. Forrest Whitley was a bonus baby. Like that wasn't Hunter Brown, but Hunter Brown might wind up being that guy. You better be. I got to. You know what? I got to not be a baby about it too much though, too, because you only get like on average you get you know. Three, uh, th- three or so uh, per team. So yeah. there's uh, there's going to be more highly regarded prospects on teams that have had you know first round draft. Picks uh, plus, uh, they're the world champs. <laughs> we don't need to worry about these lists. They got they got two I, trophies. I I like to check back in with it because it's a reminder that every time somebody tells you yeah. that the cupboard is bare with the Astros, you know, at various times. They were saying the cupboard was bare. Well, Jeremy Pena or Fran Valdez or Christian Javier or whoever Kitty else. Or or Garcia. Yeah, yeah. Were, <laughs> yeah, like they, they were talking about the Astros' cupboard being bare. Well, those guys were prospects. Literally all five of their starters right now are team-controlled, uh, under the age of 30, came up through the Astros' minor league system. That barren minor league system has produced one of the best starting fives as of right now in all of baseball. All right. Uh, Brooks Cabina in the house is here. Houston Chronicle covers the Texans. Um, so we did a little combine talk in this segment. We'll get Brooks' thoughts on that and other things going on around the NFL as well. Brooks Cabina joins us next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you on a Friday. It's Friday. It's 724. That can mean only one thing on this show. Brooks Cabina, Houston Chronicle. In studio with us, tanned and relaxed and ready to head to Indianapolis. Yeah, you know, he's man. in the country. He was yeah. in Mexico last Yeah, doing more bien. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> look at him. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I learned all these words that I can bring back. See, <laughs> cerveza. Yeah. boy. Yeah, it's good. That's good when you go to Cabo because nobody speaks English there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you really, you really you just, just absorb really the, the culture. culture. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the, that's the old <laughs> country right there. They're walking around the streets of Cabo, it's like, gosh, I feel like I'm in old world San Diego. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, like you know, like 1970s era. Maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Undiscovered place. Padres heyday. Yeah. I really wanted to disappear, get away from people. Yeah, so I went to, <laughs> went to Cabo. <laughs> I went to California's <laughs> right. long extension right. campus. Right, right. Yeah. How was your dark retreat in <laughs> right, Cabo? Yeah. Yes, but at 9 a.m. on a beach, you still that it, they do have the club vibe going almost. Oh yeah, four seven at Cabo. So, yeah, man. Oh really? Like, on the beach, you're trying to have like maybe just an hour of just quiet but yeah. there's just some place that's gonna just be going doosh, doosh, doosh. really like, oh my gosh the sun level of endurance try- i can only imagine exactly. <laughs> God. um so we were talking about this during the break um the uh the texans have not announced their coaching no, staff yet okay so yeah. um when do we think this is happening and what do we make of this well i i had i had heard that it was going to be by now yeah. So I would I would make of it that they're just still making finishing touches on just securing, you know, the dotted line, um, and I would I would expect at least during the combine because during the combine these coaches are are, are going to be working. So yeah. right, you, it's it's a big evaluation period, obviously, and uh, doing interviews, all those kinds of things. So well, I, would I would expect like, to yeah, at least would, make that official by then. If not, then D'Amico Ryan's is going to field that as one of his first questions, like we're. Where's your official staff? Right. So, well, that's right. Yeah. yeah, and I would imagine you've got a bunch of questions you'd like to ask D'Amico, and you don't want to have to burn like three right. of them on. So, what's what's the deal with the staff not being filled out yet? Exactly. I mean, you, you know the you know the major names. It's just not official. So, you know, we've we wasted a lot of words. If uh, and um, you know, I, some of what I've heard. I, I mean, these these coaches are there, so it's just like the, over in the building. Making, yeah. Making, yeah, it's just making it official. Um, so what do you think, cause you'll be at the combine next week. What is the, what is the big question do you think for D'Amico Ryan's? Like, I don't know who gets first crack at the mic with the, with the coaches there. I know the whole national media is there. What do you think the big question nationally is for D'Amico Ryan's? Well, do you want a quarterback? Yep. That's, that's number one. Um, and that's 
one of the major things I want to look at. And I think that's what's what's interesting now. You always see names start to pop up and everything. Anthony Richardson is starting to get a lot yeah. of national publicity. I want to see if all that holds merit because obviously he has got great talent and didn't have much of a sample size in college. So that's one of the things there. But, I mean, for D'Amico Ryans, it's how do you value the quarterback in this offense? What does your offense kind of look for? Um, how how do you fit things within there? And if not, if, say, the quarterback you like, how many of these quarterbacks do you like? Do you – are you um, – if, 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 if one of them's not there – defensively where are your central pieces because I talked to a lot of people about what kind of defense D'Amico Ryans likes to run Matt Burke what he likes to run and it's a very defensive line oriented defense is it interior that you're looking for is it edge that you're looking for because you've got two great players in Will Anderson and Jalen Carter that you could pick at number two justifiably so um, when you're a team like the Texans with a lot of needs you can it's going to be a good time to talk to D'Amico about all of the things that they value. Well, and that's where, you know, if you look at various rankings of prospects and everything, the Texans have 12 picks, and there might be, you know, three, four, or five edge rushers or defensive linemen um, in the top 12 there. Right. And it's uh, like at some point, if that if that fall, like I, I'd love to take a wide receiver there, but if one of those guys that maybe you think is a, a top 10 player ends up falling because Anthony Richardson or somebody else gets drafted, I, I would imagine that's going to be pretty tempting for a team like you, like you just said that's, uh, that, that likes defensive linemen, yeah. or at least presumably likes defensive linemen. See, I, I, I thought about wide receiver at, at 12 and um, you know early in the draft, but – it may not be a very popular thing for me to say, but I'm just a, I'm just looking at what the Texans' needs are, and let's just say like they make amends with Brandon Cooks, and you've got John Mechie coming back, and Nico Collins, if he's healthy, you've seen some good things from him. I mean, if you look at the 49ers and how they run their offense, Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel, 91 percent of their offensive snaps, 59 percent of their snaps, and then you had Jawan Jennings at 44 percent. It's a major drop off after that. Yeah. So like they're running tight ends, they're running running backs. So do the Texans have a George Kittle? No, not really. It's a good tight end draft. Yeah. Too. So I would I would be very curious to see what the tight end situation looks like. You know, Dalton Kincaid and Darnell Washington are a couple of guys that I'd like to see how how do they match up because the Texans. Rolled through a lot of tight ends last year, and Jordan Aikens had a good year, but his contract's expired, and are they going to look to go for him? But the other thing is the Texans don't have a really have a center right now. So, yeah. like, they're, they're, I've kind of broken it down to, like, who's going to even play there? Yep. And those three positions are quarterback, safety, which is Jonathan Owens, his contract was up. Yep. So, and the other is center. So, you you got three positions you got to fill. You don't know what the questions are. And tight end, I mean – Tegan Quatariano had a good showing sometimes last year, but you don't really know who's there either. Well, so, the, the, so obviously, Brooks could be in studio with us from the Houston Chronicle. You know, you've got the draft where you can fill some of those needs. They've got right. cap space too. Of the needs that you just listed there, and you've probably got a few others. Do you have any that you prefer they fill by going and spending on uh, proven veteran guys as opposed to using their draft capital? Yeah, on? and and that's the thing is. Um, you look at the free agency pool, and in some places, like wide receiver, it's not so great. And you see the 
Texans benefit more by drafting in those situations. So even at 12, if you're sitting there saying, okay, I don't know who my safety is right now, but uh, a name that keeps coming up whenever I do my research is uh, Jimmy Ward, who was the safety, went to nickel safety with the 49ers. Played for D'Amico. Played for D'Amico. Makes a lot of sense. Was a captain. You know, he, he, he could cost you not so much at 31 years old. He's probably his last major contract. You could have a guy fill in immediately and be a veteran next to Jalen Petrie. So that would make sense. So then that takes up a spot, and then you can start wor- looking at other things. So that's that's one of the things. But uh, the other thing is you do need a running back. So how high do you want to spend on a running back? What, what point? I mean, you're probably not going to – you have so many other needs that you're probably not going to go and take a shot at uh, even if B. John Robinson's available at 12. Like it's not – that would be a very major thing that they'd have to rationalize. So – is that something where you're like, okay, um, Kareem Hunt's available in free agency? I mean, right now you need a tandem guy who can catch in in space. Um, I mean, a guy that looks like that right now looks. I, I want to see what Zach Charbonnet looks like out of UCLA. Yeah, I mean, um, he might be a guy that's available in the second round or or further. I mean, we saw the running backs drop last year, so. Um, or you know that that's the kind of thing. So there there are those positions, and even a quarterback. Should I say that? <laughs> I mean, there are free agents that might make sense if they wanted to go defense, or they didn't get their guy at number two. So, um, you know, wonder, it's, okay. So like, let's entertain that for a moment. Yeah. I feel like I, I don't think Derek Carr is coming to Houston when he has other options. Um, Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers were – do you think Aaron Rodgers in any stretch of the imagination would be a good idea for either the Texans or would Aaron Rodgers think the Texans were a good idea for him? Well, it would take – am I supposed to take that seriously? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love it. You mentioned free agent yeah, quarterbacks. Like yeah, Lamar Jackson, I mean, I mean it's uh, – it, like it Lamar take, Jackson's not going to be a free agent. It would agent. take it's the draft be a capital that the Texans are trying to spend on everything else. Yeah. I mean, because like Lamar Jackson's a free agent, but they're going to franchise tag him. It Correct. Would be, right. I mean, so is Lamar Jackson. Should the Texans be in the Lamar Jackson conversation? Um, I think that makes more sense than Aaron Rodgers. For does. sure. Uh, yeah. Obviously, because of age and um, availability in the offense you're trying to run. Um, so that was one that I kind of thought of at the beginning. And I, to, if you're going to move that kind of draft capital, which they have to secure a quarterback that's won an MVP, That'd be an interesting one to entertain, but I do think the Ravens are trying everything they can. But the Texans are they? Then you'd have to spend a chunk of your salary cap. That you're trying to use the rest of your uh, the rest of your team, and he wants more than Deshaun Watson got. So that'd just yeah. be wild if that. Yeah, ended that up that's happening. the whole thing. Yeah. Like okay, wild. this is this is the first year that finally a quarterback has won a Super Bowl while making. Th- more than 13% of his league salary cap. Yeah. And it's like, okay, but that's it's Patrick Mahomes. It's like, okay, all you got to do is go out and get a Patrick Mahomes and then it's possible. Uh yeah, it's it's really really hard to to bend your way around that. If you don't have if you don't have time to ramp up to it at least, where right. this would be zero time to ramp up to it. I know. And hey, did you have any big revelations while you're in Mexico? You know, sometimes when you're on vacation, I know you, I know you didn't quite have a, a meditation retreat or anything, given the the club noises from the. There was some of it. I mean, the, the yeah. funny thing is, is that you you go away to uh, escape existential crises, and then they find you anyway. Whenever you're trying to sit and have coffee, watching the sun, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay. And then you solve a couple of things. You come back. You're good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was. It's, you dump somebody, huh? 
Did you dump somebody? Did I dump somebody? No, I did not. Uh, it was. Well, the video uh, went, you're like, yep, it's time. Like the yeah, sun you know was what? rising. You're I like, come yeah. back and then you know what? It's over. You know, I had a good time <laughs> in Cabo. And no, I did not cheat on you. Did you, you meet yeah, somebody? Exactly. How dare yeah, you? That's the question. Yeah. Did you meet anybody in Cabo? <laughs> the uh, but it's 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 funny. You like you get there and you're it, the the goal was like I, you get there and all the things are like, oh, do you want to take a boat ride? Do you all like, they're like trying to offer you a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, boosters. All, all, a whole bunch of stuff they're trying to offer yeah. you. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm like stressed out the first day thinking of like, all right, what do I do? And then you're like, okay, if I do nothing and I come back, then that's good. Yeah. So like. <laughs> you do what you're supposed to do, which is I pretend did. pretend everybody is a DEA agent. Yeah. That's what you do. Bunch I did everything. I, yeah. I've got this vision so of Brooks like doing everything that he's never tried in the last 15 years <laughs> yeah. all at once in, in Cabo. Yeah. Right. He comes in here. He's got a neck tattoo yeah. <laughs> of a lizard. Hey, <laughs> three brands on his left pectoral muscle. Yeah. Yes. Sniffing every other sentence. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you guys can call me Shark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's got a, he's, he got a portrait of Hunter S. Thompson on his left pectoral. <laughs> All right. Well, there, you did the right thing. I mean, everybody goes to Cabo to prepare to go to Indianapolis for the combine. So that was a good warm up. Shark. Are, are you? Uh, do you? Have you been to the combine? Do you go to the combine yeah, every I'm year? Good, yeah. Okay. It's it's a marathon, so I'll be there Monday through Saturday. Okay. Um, so I'll join you guys on the phone and, uh, it'll be interesting to see all these, all these players. Cause I mean, that's the thing. Texans, we ran through a lot of the needs and I mean, there's still things that they need depth. You can look at places like linebacker and, uh, obviously on the interior offensive line. So, uh, me and Jonathan Alexander, my beat partner, will be out there and providing all the coverage that we can on the Houston Chronicle. Okay. What is the one and just, uh, and yeah. then we'll get out, but what is the one non quarterback thing? Related thing at the combine that you're most looking forward to? Defensive tackle. I want to see Jalen Carter. Yeah. That guy looks. See amazing. him tear it up enough to where the Bears fall in love with him and just don't and trade out of it, that. Yeah, play. it could happen. That's my dream scenario right there. All right. Uh, Brooks Cabina, you can get him on Twitter at B Cabina. Great stuff as always. We appreciate you, man. Yeah, or Digidaiguku or whatever it is. At yeah, this oh, point. your new name. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got hacked and now I can't, oh, get, I my, about I can't that. get my Avi back and I can't change my name. I forgot about it. So I think oh, really? I'm just going to embrace it. Yeah. Oh, I saw. I saw you I, mean, I didn't. I didn't know that it was a big, big deal. I thought you got hacked for like a little microsecond no, or something. No. Oh, so, what I is got, your new I have, name? I have the control. I have control of my Twitter account back. Yeah. But I'm under review. Yeah. I'm doing quotation marks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Air quotes, yeah. right? Um, and I can't change my photo or my name, so I have access to it. So, so at least it's need, not what tweeting do we need out. To call you again? links. I, Shark. Did you, shark. Yeah, shark. Yeah, shark. It's shark. Good enough. Yeah, so, good enough. All right, uh, Brooks, we appreciate it. Safe travels to Indy. Thank you. All right, up next, the daily mock draft injection here on uh, Payne and Pendergast. The Athletic has all of their NFL beat writers doing a mock draft. Who do the Texans get at 2? Who do the Texans get at 12? In the latest, that is next. Headlines as well coming up. Stay there. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. I'm hungry now, Seth. I'm hungry. I'm watching the TV in our studio here. I'm watching. I got Sports Center on, and I'd never seen these things before. 
just okay. crack an egg. I, if I sound like somebody who uh, just if, if I'm if I'm bringing up something that's been around for two years, just don't make me feel stupid. But I've never seen these. They're by Orida, uh, the the food company, and they're yeah. these little like they look like cup of soups. They look like the ramen noodle cups. They have four different ones. And I'm looking at one they showed that had, like, chopped up ham and cheese and, like, diced peppers in it. And all you do is, like, crack one egg into it, and you put it in the microwave for X amount of seconds, and it comes out as, like, one of those You got a little like, mashes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's, frittata. Boy. Yeah. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. For I, I'm kind of surprised in this egg economy that they would choose now to start advertising a product like that, unless maybe because it's a single egg that you use. Yeah. Maybe people, maybe they figure like, hey, you can actually look instead of cooking up three scrambled eggs, just cook up one egg. You'll have yourself a frittata, and uh, you're off to the races. And that it's in a bowl, it feels like you're getting a full meal psychologically, as opposed to yeah. like I will. I would say almost you crack one egg into that, that that bowl feels like more of a meal than if you had three scrambled eggs on a very spacious plate. You know what I mean? Our egg prices, yeah, they're still they're, they're still high. They're yeah. going to fall thirty percent this year, according to people that want you to buy eggs okay we'll go sell short on eggs yeah yeah, yeah. Say, yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> short eggs <laughs> i'm a notorious it's, egg shorter people despise me because of it but hey i just i see it how it is man hey i see it how it is it's not show friends it's show business man all right they're gonna, they're gonna do a movie about me when i get <laughs> the egg i make shorter. my first billion off of shorting eggs that's right that's right the new economy that's actually that's one thing uh, shorting a commodity is probably not looked uh that's not the same as shorting the housing market people no. look at you like you're the devil first <laughs> first doing something that you had no control over but that's yeah. right that's yeah. right um all right let's get to um let's get to the uh daily mock draft injection here that we do here on pain and pendergast i i'm not a big fan of how this one is playing out this is the athletic nfl staff so i like these these mock drafts it isn't just one person doing it these are the beat yep. writers for the 32 teams. I'll tell you what. They've gotten a little hoity-toity ever since New York Times acquired them. They're a little full of themselves, Sean. I know the articles are a little bit longer. They're a little bit a little snottier. A little just look down their noses at you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so who do they tell us that we're, uh, we're lucky enough to have them select for us? I'll get to it in a second, but this is one of those mock drafts where um, the person handling the Bears says yes to a trade from the person handling the Colts. Okay. Here is the price to move up from four to one for the Indianapolis Colts. The okay. Bears, obviously the Bears get the number four pick. In addition to that, they get the number 36 pick, a fifth round pick, and next year's first for Indianapolis. Okay. Which if you're starting a rookie quarterback, probably going to be a pretty good first round pick, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, so that's, okay. And so my question always with something like this is, okay, if I were the Texans, would I have made this trade to prevent this from happening? Because the Indianapolis Colts select Bryce Young with that pick. That's a hefty price, dude. The top of the second round, a fifth-round pick in next year's first, I'll take C.J. Stroud and roll at two with that. I don't want to be giving up any future first-round picks. Number uh, the, When the Bears traded up from three to two, they gave up number 90... Uh... They gave up a third and a, a fourth, was it? They gave uh, up a third, a fourth, and then I think a third the following year. Okay. Yeah. So they gave up. They, I mean, they gave up multiple picks. There's no price tag for this stuff. It all depends on how many teams are 
you know, who the player is and how many teams are, are trying yeah. to, to get up and move. Yeah, know? there's no – yeah, I know it all breaks down. Belichick talked about that, like the draft value chart, about how it all breaks down in the first round because like, it's not – people. you're either desperate for a quarterback or you're not – especially when it comes to quarterbacks in Absolutely. the first round. You Absolutely. know, there's just no – there's no market rate. Nope. It's just going to be how bad do you want somebody. So, um, all right, I for one, I would say, like, as far as uh, uh, the Colts go, I – I feel like Jim Irsay is scared off of small quarterbacks. Um, even because he's had, I know he had a couple man-sized quarterbacks have injury issues with him. Um, and you might say, like, oh, look, okay, well, don't don't think you're going to be saving yourself by getting a bigger quarterback. But I just, I, I feel like he's hinted at it. And I, him throwing Bryce Young out there at that press conference makes me feel like there's there's no way in hell he's actually interested. That's in Bryce funny. Young. So what you're saying is after that press conference we're talking about where Jim Irsay said. The kids from Alabama looks pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you're saying that afterwards he leaned into Ballard and said, did you like that reverse psychology that I threw I, out there? Honestly, Sean, if I were Jim Ursay, if I were lucid enough, I would be irate that people assumed I was not lucid enough to know that. <laughs> everybody, I never saw so much universal like people saying, remind you, we're in smoke season. People throw a flag. So many people just flat out said, yeah, boy, he just came right out and said it. Yeah. He likes Bryce Young. So even if he did actually mean it, at some point, in a moment of clarity here, he's going to realize, wait a second, those people all thought I was – they're calling me dumb yeah. because I just said Bryce Young's name? Well, we can't take Bryce Young. Now. Right. Yeah. Screw them. Caleb Williams it is. And they dra- he, then he drafts <laughs> a guy who's not even in this draft. <laughs> Um, so, so they, so in this particular mock draft, the Colts move up to one, get Bryce Young, which leaves the Texans at number two. And with the second pick in the athletic NFL beat writer mock draft, Mike Jones, who's covering the Texans for the athletic these days, I suppose, um, takes CJ Stroud, quarterback, Ohio state says this, the Texans tried to move up to one, even offering both of this year's first round picks plus a third next year. Okay, I, I would not have done that, but the Colts would not be outbid. C.J. Stroud gives the Texans a quarterback with good arm strength and athleticism, although he's not much of a running threat. He reminds some of Joe Burrow in terms of athleticism, but he's a high-level talent that should serve as a cornerstone for the Texans and D'Amico Ryans if they can surround him with the right supporting cast and developmental plan. I would be okay with this. I want Bryce Young. But if C.J. Stroud were the quarterback, I am going into May and June and training camp with the appropriate amount of sizzle for this team. I, I'm fine with it as long as you know the Texans will approach this like so many other teams have as of late, which is, all right, yeah, great. Number two pick overall, that's nice. Uh, you've had a couple of years, and you're not progressing. We're moving on. Yeah. So you can't be emotionally tied to, to him. And I think as it is with guys that come out of Ohio State – it's really hard to tell exactly how well they're going to operate under an adversity. And because of that, like a lot of people only like, they only want to grade the quarterback where uh, a college quarterback where things break down. So when you only have a sample size of basically the Georgia game where things were breaking down for them at all, you don't have uh, like this huge book of knowledge on CJ Stroud. And yet I think it's fair to say that he does, uh, he does a lot of things better than the last couple Ohio State quarterback. Yeah. Like even even though those guys get to throw to a lot of wide open receivers, I thought CJ Stroud has done a better job of throwing in with anticipation accuracy. He might not have the wow physical skills of a Justin Fields, but he's more a more complete prospect. There's just there's just a lot that's unknown about him 
as there are guys, you know, anybody that comes out of Ohio State, Alabama to a certain degree, not as much this year, but in the past. Um, and you just accept that. But as long as you're willing to pull the trigger on Ballin on a, on a bad pick. Yeah, those two, Stroud and, and Bryce Young both play on teams. I think what you're saying is they're so superior – it's really yeah. hard to, to get it to get it. as a team they're so superior. Although you're right, Bryce Young, Alabama came back to the pack a little bit this year. I like I like the Joe Burrow comparison just in terms of the physical makeup. And now Joe Burrow has an off the charts, I think, mental makeup, it factor, leader, you know, like the guys follow Joe Burrow. I I, I yeah, wonder that factor, about CJ Stroud. You wonder about like yeah, how would the way they talk about Joe Burrow, it is like he just wants to murder you um in a good way you know in a productive way yeah 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 it's as if like you Dex- deserve like to Dexter, be murdered the serial killer that right. only that it would only he would only kill bad people yeah 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 um, yeah it's 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 deserved victims for sure he's a, he's like dexter joe burrow is like dexter yes and um does cj stroud have that same ability to be a conscientious serial killer i'm not so sure i don't know either i'm not sure yeah. we'll learn more at the combine this week um so moving on the next two picks in this mock draft are will anderson to the cardinals Jalen Carter goes fourth. Um, there's a ton of trades here, moving around, and quarterbacks getting picked. But let's let's page down to pick number twelve for the Houston Texans. And with the twelfth pick, the Houston Texans select Quentin Johnson, wide receiver, TCU. Here's what Mike Jones says about that: Who made the pick for the Texans in this mock draft? Um, although pairing Stroud with former Ohio State teammate Jackson Smith and Jigba is an attractive op- option. And similar to moves by the Bengals, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Eagles, Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, and Dolphins, Tua Bailoa, Jalen Waddle. The Texans stick with their draft board and go with the top-rated wideout, Quentin Johnston, out of TCU. 6'4", 215, gives Stroud a big play target with great athleticism and a wide catch radius. We had this question to the trailer wheel and frame text page, Seth, 0753. How does Quentin Johnston differ from Nico Collins? The big difference to me is the top end speed for Quentin Johnston yeah, is yeah. far superior. If Nico Collins had that speed, he wouldn't have been available in the third round two years right, ago. Right, right. Yeah, that was I feel like just physical traits, yeah. I suppose, and actual production in college. Yeah. Um, I mean, Nico hadn't played in a year. It was Nico was a kid who was raw that a lot of scouts were hoping to see have one more year in school to really prove himself, but he sat out the COVID year, and so he was a little bit more of a projection. Where um, this would this would not be so, but yeah, his you know he, the knock on him would be drops. He catches with his body. He's not that consistent. The thing that makes me feel better about that last part about him not being consistent is that I, I saw a couple reports that he's just like very like a very hard worker, the right kind of guy, all that stuff. Um, that his coaches seem to really like him. That's because sometimes if you see a guy who's a physical freak. You wonder, all right, is he just basically bullying bullying guys, doing it inconsistently, but just relying on physical skills? Um, he apparently does have the work ethic and the want to. So when it comes to route running, some of those things where it doesn't, doesn't look like he always takes advantage of all those physical skills all the time, there would seemingly at least be the right kind of character for working on it. Yep. Uh, all right, that, so that's your uh, the athletic NFL beat writer mock draft is your daily mock draft injection here on Payne and Pendergast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 